0: Welcome to BQ In-Depth, I'm Amy Robinson. This podcast is all about inspiring entrepreneurs by helping them share their stories. For the text version and other stories, please visit our website at bqlive.co.uk forward slash audio and let us know what you think on Twitter at BQ Live. In this edition, we chat to an entrepreneur with a bike range, a clothes range and a knighthood to his name. That man is Sir
1: Chris Hoy. A Winner's Focus, written by Peter Ranscombe, read by Susie Jackson. Sir Chris Hoy is Britain's most successful Olympian, but how has he translated success on the cycling track to success in the world of business? BQ Scotland editor Peter Ranscombe meets the budding entrepreneur to find out. As the audience settled down to watch Star Wars The Force Awakens, the excitement in the cinema was electric. But before fans immersed themselves in the world of Rey, BB-8 and Kylo Ren, they were treated to an even more shocking revelation. Olympic cycling champion Sir Chris Hoy is in fact a robot, or a Hoybot to be precise. The spoof trailer put together for carmaker Nissan played on the idea that Hoy's sporting prowess, first on the cycling track and then in racing cars, meant television commentators had long branded him as a machine due to the power of his legs. And the short film shown before the Star Wars movie suggested he was indeed a cyborg, using technology developed for Nissan's cars to help him win races on two wheels and four. So what did it feel like to be turned into a robot on the big screen? It was great fun. Absolutely amazing, Grins Hoy, as he prepares for his BQ Scotland photo shoot at the National Cycling Centre in Manchester. The city has become a home away from home for the retired cyclist, who won six Olympic gold medals and one silver for Team GB, as well as 11 world championships and two Commonwealth golds for Scotland. I haven't even seen it on the big screen yet. I was invited to the Star Wars premiere, but I couldn't go because I was working. I was sent the final edited version for approval and I thought it was well cool. We did two days of filming with the car on an airstrip in Athens. I loved the idea of it. It was a bit tongue-in-cheek. But it also raises an interesting question about how far away we are from creating the technology that would allow us to race a fully automated car against a human being. There's something very appropriate about Hoy ending up in front of cinema audiences. Born and bred in Edinburgh, Hoy was inspired to take up cycling after watching the climax to Steven Spielberg's 1982 classic E.T. the Extraterrestrial, as the child stars of the film tried to escape from the authorities on their BMX bikes. E.T. was the spark. That's what really got me interested in BMX cycling, Hoy told the audience last November at the Festival of Entrepreneurship, the companion event to the Scottish Business Awards, which was supported by BQ magazine. I started racing in Edinburgh and all over Scotland and eventually all over the UK. The routine would be that on Friday after school, I'd get into the house and do my homework and then I'd get my bag packed for the weekend. My dad would come in from work and we'd put the back seat of the car down, we'd put a single mattress in the back and the bike in next to me. I'd get a duvet and a pillow and we'd leave in the early hours of the morning. I'd sleep most of the way there and that would be the start of the weekend. I'd race all weekend and then I'd get home just in time for school on Monday morning. I absolutely loved it. It was never a case of pushy-parent syndrome. It was purely me, and my parents were there to support me and guide me along the way. Hoy began his BMX riding at the Danderhall track in Edinburgh, eventually racing on the continent, and even at the World Championships in the United States in 1987. Around the age of 14, he joined Dunedin Cycling Club and began riding road bikes, eventually competing in the track races at the Meadowbank Velodrome, sitting in the shadow of the 1970 and 1986 Commonwealth Games Stadium. The cycling club was run by husband and wife team Ray and Doreen Harris, who taught him a very important lesson when it came to setting goals, a skills that served him well during his career first as a sportsman and now as a budding entrepreneur. One evening during the winter, the junior riders in the club were sat down and Ray introduced us to the concept of goal-setting, how I remembers. He told us to write down our ultimate dream for our sport. We wrote down our medium-term goal for the next four years and then our short-term goal for that season. Ray read out our answers to the group and I was the only person who wrote down that they wanted to be an Olympic champion. I wasn't even the best in our group at that point. I had the mickey taken out of me by my mates. Why do you think you could become Olympic champion, they asked. The simple answer was that I didn't know if I could, but I thought, why limit myself? Ray said it was great that I had a dream, but asked me how I would get there. So it all came down to setting goals, having these stepping stones, the means to get to the end goal. He said to write a plan and break it down into stepping stones. That means he can forget the long-term goal because it seems so far away and instead concentrate on each of the stepping stones and the short-term goals. As long as you have a sound plan, then all you need to do is keep hitting those small steps along the way. That was really what I did for my whole career. I used that technique and I still use it now. As a budding entrepreneur, starting out on the bottom rung of a whole new ladder, those are the steps I'm taking. Those steps appear to be paying off so far. Not only has Toy teamed up with Cycling Retailer Evans to launch his own range of eponymous bikes, but he's also developed his own clothing line with Vulpine, introduced a selection of cycling accessories and spare parts, created the Pure Ride Spin class for the Pure Gin chain, and in March will publish his first collection of children's books written in partnership with Joanna Nadin. That was one thing that I never planned, laughed Toy. The idea was floated to me and I thought, why not? I didn't have any experience of writing children's books, and so I co-wrote them with Joe, who is an amazing author. I couldn't have wished for a better person to work with. The series of six books, Flying Fergus, tells the story of a nine-year-old boy and the adventures he has on a rusty old bike he inherits from his father. Hoy's own son, Callum, was born in 2014, and so was still a wee bit young to appreciate the books. There's a Callum in the story and a lot of friends, family members and teammates have given me inspiration to create characters in there too, says Hoy. In a couple of years' time, Callum will be old enough for me to read him the stories and then a few years after that he'll be old enough to read them himself. Inspiring children to take up cycling was also one of the motivating factors for Hoy to launch his bike brand too. Back in 2010, two years ahead of his final Olympic Games in London, Hoy sat down with his manager Rob Woodhouse to begin to plan the future once his cycling career came to an end. When you've got a blank page and you could literally start from anywhere, it can be quite difficult, explains Hoy. Sometimes it can be good to have some parameters to work within, but we were pretty much starting from scratch. I had to decide what the bikes would look like, who they would be for, what level we were pitching at, what kind of partner we'd work with, and Evans was our first choice. Our brand matches up with the retailer. We're trying to encourage people into cycling. We don't want to be too elitist or exclusive. Having been to most of the Evans stores throughout the country, I know that the people who work there are cyclists and are all passionate about bikes. That's what I wanted. I didn't want my bikes to be sold at a random store by people who didn't care about what they were selling. The adult range was introduced in 2013, swiftly followed by a selection of children's bikes. It was a lot more work than I thought it would be, laughs Hoy. I don't know what I imagined it would be like, but it took a huge amount of effort to get the momentum going, to get it all up and running and to do it properly and not fob it off to other people, but to really get involved. Then you can feel proud of it and feel the end product is something that you genuinely created. It's not just your name on it. Consumers are smart. You can't pull the wool over their eyes and I wouldn't want to. They know if you've genuinely been involved in the process and design or if you've just fobbed it off to someone else. Dipping a toe into a new field can be a daunting prospect but Hoy says that he's received a warm welcome from the entrepreneurial community both at the Scottish Business Awards and accompanying Festival of Entrepreneurship and during other business events. Often if you're new to something no matter what it is whether it's a new sport or a new industry there can be people saying well he's a newcomer we're not going to welcome him but that couldn't be further from the truth for what I've experienced so far says Hoy. What I've liked is that business people are very open and very willing to share advice. They've not been protective or secretive at all. I've chatted about bikes with Horatio Pagani, the Argentinian founder of the Italian car company behind the Zonda. He's an engineer and an entrepreneur who created a brand without history behind it or a pedigree in motorsport like Ferrari. It was fascinating to hear from him about how he went about creating a product and creating a brand. Closer to home, I sat with Chris van der Keel at the Scottish Business Awards. He's an amazing guy, and hearing his story about Minecraft and meeting his team was inspiring. The business world in Scotland is a very close-knit community. Everyone is so supportive of each other and very friendly. Channing to Chris, you'd never know that he's just such an amazingly successful man. No pomp and ceremony about him, but when you realise what he's achieved and what his companies have achieved, then it's amazing. I bumped into him in London a couple of weeks after that and we spent a whole evening catching up. It's not just Chris, though. Other people have been very welcoming too. Entrepreneurship wasn't something that was suggested to at School. His JigCal form, or Job Ideas and Information Generator Computer Assisted Learning, the questionnaire filled in by thousands of pupils in the 80s and 90s, suggested he should become an advocate or a brewer, while his teachers told him he couldn't become a cyclist and he needed to get a degree. He left school in 1994 and began studying mathematics and physics at the University of St Andrews. But it was physiology that caught his imagination, and so he transferred to the University of Edinburgh to study applied sports science. I have a great aunt who still asked my mum after the Olympics, when was I going to get a proper job, smiles Hoy. I can understand that. I never really thought I had the skills to become an entrepreneur, and I'm still not sure if I do. But what I do know is the one thing you need as an entrepreneur is drive and the desire to push yourself and not just accept the easy answer or being told that you can't do something. And you need to be passionate about it. As well as demonstrating his own passion and drive on the cycling track, Hoy also had role models at home to show him what business and hard work were all about. My dad ran his own business in the building industry, explains Hoy. The work ethic from my mum and dad was immense. Mum worked on sleep studies at the hospital at night. In many ways, the whole BMX thing was a way of spending more time with my dad. Little did we know it would take off and become something we did every weekend and led into road and track cycling. As the camera shutter whirs and the flash gun pops during the BQ Scotland photo shoot, Hoy is waiting to hear whether he'll be racing for Nissan at the Le Mans 24-hour race in June. Having grown up with a boyhood passion for cars, Hoy got hooked on racing after a corporate track day at Jonathan Palmer's track in Bedford. Palmer advised him to get a Caterham, which Hoy drove during a documentary he made for the BBC about World Rally champion Colin McRae. He was spotted driving by Radical Race Series, which invited him to take part in his entry-level championship in 2013. It took off from there, explains Hoy. Nissan is an Olympic and Team GB sponsor and asked me to come on board as an ambassador for its partnership with Team GB. And, off the back of that relationship, a motorsport opportunity arose. Hoy drove alongside teammate Charlie Robertson for the Janetta Nissan last year and the pair won the LMP3 Championship in the European Le Mans series. Now, Hoy is looking forward to finding out whether he's been selected to take part in the legendary 24-hour Le Mans race this June. Beyond Le Mans, there's also the very small matter of the Rio Olympics in August. I'll be doing some punditry for the BBC, Hoy reveals, It'll be very different. I've not been to an Olympics that I haven't competed at. My first Olympics was Sydney and before that I'd only ever watched it on TV. So it'll bring back all of the emotion that you forget about until you're in an Olympic village or an Olympic venue. All of the excitement and nerves and the adrenaline. When you first arrive you try and play it all down and stay calm and not let yourself get swept away by it all. But when you're there as a spectator you can just go, Wow, this is
0: all amazing. For more information, please head to bqlive.co.uk forward slash audio. You can subscribe using your normal podcast reader via iTunes, Stitcher, or listen at our website. BQ reaches a diverse audience of entrepreneurs, MDs, and CEOs nationwide. We are empowering the business community to embrace growth, reporting on local business success wherever we find it, and telling the stories that you won't find anywhere else. For promotional opportunities, or to tell your story, visit bqlive.co.uk. From the BQ In-Depth podcast, I'm Amy Robinson.